This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Vancouver's industrial land shortage has passed the tipping point, according to a new report. The Greater Vancouver Board of Trade says the region could lose thousands of jobs due to the lack of industrial land. Joining me to talk about the issue is Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Bridget, thank you for joining us. Nice to be here, Jeff. Uh, lots to talk about here. This is, uh, I remember my early days as a reporter and how many times we would be talking about this uh, industrial land shortage or challenge of preserving industrial land. Um, what was the core takeaway from you uh, with this report? Well, we've known for some time, Jazz, that there is a significant lack of supply of industrial land, yet explosive demand. And maybe i start with a bit of background, because I don't know if a lot of people really know what industrial land is or the importance of it. So it makes up only 4% of our land mass in Greater Vancouver generates over 450,000 jobs and 50,000, sorry, 50 billion in GDP. But vacancy rates are among the lowest in North America, sitting around 1%, and land prices have tripled in the last five years. So these are lands that house where there are jobs. And so it's critically important for our growth of our economy, for jobs. And what this report has shown is that we're at a tipping point. And we're at a tipping point losing out our jobs and losing um, companies are actually moving out and moving operations out of Vancouver to jurisdictions like Calgary in, in a pretty massive way. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, recently talking uh, to a business leader and we were talking about uh, modern farming, industrial farming, indoor farming, vertical farming, all those broader uh, food security conversations. And he was quite frustrated in that Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta generally was attracting and providing the industrial land for this, this sort of future of farming. And we were losing out. And, you know, we're the, we're the city of, uh, and region of the Fraser Valley and everything else. Um, how do we do this, though? How do we change things when so much of our land is locked in ALR and in many cases perhaps industrial land is not being used as efficiently as it possibly can be? Yeah, the barriers are pretty significant. So there are only a few parcels of industrial land available, Many of them are in a poor location or they're geographically constrained. A lot of them kind of lack access to transportation corridors, so they're just not feasible to develop. And when we did this economic impact study, we saw that we lost about 6,300 jobs over the last four or five years to Calgary, about half a billion in wages and half a billion in GDP. So this is significant. And so we're saying to the government, if you could unlock even 1% of land was converted to industrial land. That could result in over 125,000 jobs, 8.5 billion in income, and 12 billion in GDP. So this is significant. You know, I think there has been a lot of focus on the crisis in rental housing, and it is, it is critical. People need a place to live, quite clearly. But people also need a place to work. Employers need places to grow and expand their business. And this report shows that we don't have that land available. If that land isn't available, companies then choose to go elsewhere. So they're 
is great connectivity between the two. Because if you don't have a place for people to live and you don't have a place for people to work, what is your economy and what is your community? Um, one of the things in your recommendations was uh, you talked about mismatched land use, uh, in industrial lands being used for non-industrial purposes. Um, how would you change things? Or what do you mean by that? Well, for example, um, you know, looking at the mismatch. So there are a lot of different zones that are involved in industrial land, you know, from everywhere from light to heavy. And so on industrial land, we have uh, e-commerce there. We have manufacturing. We have film and television. All of those are important to our economy. But we're saying in our recommendations that the government needs to prioritize local jobs to have that really local first uh, uh, approach. So local jobs, local housing, local food and production, and then increasing the protection of available industrial land. And right now, the process is to do a regional land plan about every five years. That is not good enough right now because things are moving much more quickly and this is becoming an acute shortage. So we're saying to revise that to review the regional land use planning every three years. And that would provide, I think, a more up-to-date snapshot of what's happening. Because uh, if we don't, we're going to continue to lose out to areas like Calgary or Seattle or other jurisdictions that we have lost out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to come out of left field a little bit, and uh, I'm not advocating for replacing farmland with just industrial land. And we have great soil here to grow. But some would also argue that um, there's probably ALR land that we don't use efficiently, number one. Or with new technology, a lot of this food is being grown indoors. Instead of having one harvest the traditional way, we can have three or four harvests if done properly. Do you think part of uh, our conversation in and around preserving industrial land and creating industrial land means we should perhaps do a a rethink of what is ALR or how we uh, designate ALR? Well, I think this is a sensitive topic, and rightfully so. Local Mm -hmm. food production is incredibly important. What One of the reasons we did this economic impact assessment is because we knew that this was a pressing issue. We'd heard it anecdotally, but we wanted to quantify the problem and then be able to work with government to find solutions. So we're saying to government, we have some data now, and now is the time to look at this data and to begin consultations with that holistic view in mind. Mm -hmm. And we purposely said that, you know, this is an opportunity for industry and government to work together to find solutions because it is incredibly complex. And so over the next few months, you will find that there will be consultation and there will be more discussions to be able to find the solutions before it gets to an even worse state. Mm -hmm. Bridget, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jess.